Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Mr. Duncan Strip? All wrapped up in your Marvel hoodie. My marvellous hoodie. When I'm did you get that? Is that new? Oh, yeah. My other half brought it for me. Oh, how very nice of I her. I know. It's been out of stock for ages, mm. um, but now it's in stock. Well, it's lovely. It's nice, isn't it? Yep. It's really... It's my first, uh, like, proper Disney... Because it's a Disney hoodie, obviously. Of course. Um, and it's actually... They're quite quite good. Not great quality. I wouldn't say it's the best quality hoodie I've ever had. Yeah. But not bad. Yeah. You've tuned into <laughs> Hoodies Are Us with Luke Davis. No, but you would think Disney would be sort of up there. Mm. No? Well, it's all made in China, isn't it? I don't I mean, know. Have a look where that's made. I bet it's not made here or America. Because I would, or Europe. I would say my Panic at the Disco hoodie is mm. more comfortable than this. Definitely not thicker. You love a brand, don't you? Where do you think... I do love a brand. Uh, Taiwan I... or China? No. Where? Turkey. Oh, dear. <laughs> They probably want it back now. <laughs> it's not great, though. It, it's not... It's quite warm, but the material feels really thin. Please please tell me you haven't told your other half this. No, no, no. Oh, good. It's not the fact... When, when, so when she gave this to you, oh, thank you so much. I mean, it's a bit thin. It's not the best one I've got. I mean, I expect it to be better, <laughs> but thanks anyway. No, no, she, she asked me if I wanted it. Yeah. So it was my choice. Oh, OK, good. Um, but I'm just saying I was expecting Disney to be... It's not... I'm not knocking her. I'm knocking Disney. OK. Pull up your game, Nocky. Nocky? Nocky? Where are you going with that? Disney. Disney. How much was it then? I don't know. I didn't buy it. Okay. It was, about, I think, 40. No. Can we have a look? No. What am I using? Shut the front door. I don't have any effects up here. I can't. Oh. Disney store. Oh, £40. It might not have been £40. Pounds. I would want. I would want I it to buy be. a helicopter for that. <laughs> Do you want to explain that now? Yes, Luke thought that if he earned £50,000 a year, he could afford a helicopter. Obviously. Because everybody around here has a helicopter, helicopter. landing on Matalan's roof every five minutes. <laughs> Says the person that thought Matalan was Isn't a complete it? different place. Oh, here it is. Oh, I lie. It wasn't. It was twenty-eight. It was 30 quid. Still, 30 quid. And I think it was the... Hang on. We're going to have to do a comparison. Because, you know, we're fair here. We like to... You know, we can't be biased. <laughs> falling off, off my chair. chair. Uh, the panic one. 50 quid. So that does work. I mean, if if I was buying one of those, one of those, that was the price in in the shop. Yeah, I would panic at the counter. Would wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be panic at the disco. It, but then, but for fifty quid, it is a good, good quality hoodie. <laughs> you sound like the Pixar microphone. There we go. The lamp. That's better. Uh, Trying to relax. We should point out the elephant in the room, <sighs> or maybe the stubs that's not in the room. Yeah, no, Toby. Where? What was his Works excuse? Dinner, something like that. Yeah. Why would you rather go to a dinner? Oh, actually. I would rather yeah, no, that's... If it invited me, I would have gone with him. He'll be back next week, though. Will he? <coughs> will he? Yes, 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 yes. He will. Okay. Definitely. Um, we should explain at the beginning why we were all sort of very giggly, um, because we made a we made the same joke. We did. Yeah, a bit weird. Imagine if that happened again. I know. How strange. Um, but, you know, we have worked for, with each other for a very long time now. We have, yeah, yeah. What, 70 years? Nearly, yeah. yeah. Feels, yeah, definitely yeah. feels like it. I, I feel like I would have got less for murder. <laughs> so do I. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, right then. Shall we begin the show? How does Toby do that? Badly. <clears throat> okay, here we go. You do it. I did it last time when okay. I was here, actually. Uh, later on, we'll be talking about Aladdin. Will we? Yes. Why? On our latest feature, second reviews. Okay. Or first review, possibly. Anyway, here's the show. I look forward to it. Start the show. Onwards. And offwards. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's Monday Movies! I'm seeing The Greatest Shaman one too many times. <laughs> Coming up on this evening's show, we will take a look at the top ten films at the UK box office. We'll have some film news and review Abominable, The Day Shall Come and Gemini Man. If you want to get in touch, you can. You can go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Wixo Monday Movies. We are at Wickham Sound on Twitter and Instagram. You can email studio no you can email mondaymovies at wickhamsound.org.uk or you can give us a call or whatsapp us on 01494 44999 Monday Movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM yes it is Monday Movies it's uh, three minutes past seven on Monday night uh, Duncan Strip here with you for the next hour along with Mr Luke Davis hello hello how are you I'm hello and Mr Mason Cunningham hello 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 how are you I'm very well, thank you. And Mr. To oh. oh no, Toby! No, Toby, but he has given an excuse this week. 
Let's get ready for Halloween. <laughs> he has a works dinner. Where was our invite? No, it's his works dinner. Oh. Not from here. Not from here. No, it's a, it's a, it's, he's invited himself to his own dinner. I don't think he was invited. I think he's just, tag, <laughs> just, he's just tagging yeah, that's fair yeah. uh, Before we start... Yes? I had, I had a thought while I was walking oh, around... No, it, that's always dangerous, it, isn't it? I was walking around Eden on Saturday and I passed a famous chocolatier opposite uh, Matalan and I thought, why don't more film stars use their name to advertise products? Because I was walking past and I thought, that could be Billy Bob Thornton's. And, oh, you I know, see. Opposite Matalan. No, it's not opposite Matalan. <laughs> What's that other cheap place? TK Maxx. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's nothing up there chocolate-wise. No. I would know. Yeah, opposite Matalan's Also, Matalan's, like yeah, but there. Yes. All right, I was wrong. wrong. TK Maxx. It's not on the A40. Dave has no idea. I don't shop in those places. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I thought there must be <laughs> other br- brands <laughs> that could do that. Yes, they could. Think? Have Tom- a think about Tommy it. Tommy Hines. What? Tommy Hines. What's Tommy Hines? He's an actor. You're just making names up. No, no, Tommy Hines. Who is he? He's a man. He's a. F- he's in. Uh, he's an actor. He's in. Um, uh, he was in Endgame. Tommy Hines. Tommy Hines. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're making it up. <laughs> and his friend, Susie Hellman's. Or they could. <laughs> or they could advertise places. Robert Downey Jr. Downey. <laughs> <laughs> he? he I see what you've done there. He could open the Downley, you know, the up- upstairs at Downleys. What's it called? The Up Downley Festival. Down, up Downley. Yeah, Robert yeah. Downley Robert Jr. Downley Jr. See what you've done there. See I what like I've done that. there. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. It's very similar to the uh, dream. I must have been having a dream last night because I woke up this morning and I lay in bed for about 20 minutes very confused. Why? And very worried. Can we talk about this and on I, air? And I don't know why, but I just couldn't work out why the words bear and near were pronounced differently. Far? Even though they are the same word with a different letter at the start. I couldn't work out why... Bear, near. Oh, I see what you mean. You see, I couldn't work out why near wasn't pronounced beer, or yeah. bear wasn't pronounced ne- be- bear. beer. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Very good point. A good 15 minutes I lay there worrying. I don't know why. So obviously I dreamt about something. Oh, your poor other half. Just uh, a little insight into uh, <laughs> my mind. It's a scary place, isn't it? Anyway, should we look at the uh, top ten films Let's at the UK box office? That. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, where would you like me to start from this week? Oh, um, well, no, we, well, actually, we can start at whatever number that is, Rambo. Uh, I've, yeah, got, you, I've got not numbers on No, mine. you didn't get did a bit of either. Number just 13 one, just one this second. week. It's number one, 13. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Should we start at 13? I like the fact that you've gone... You counted them when you know that's the top 15, so you could have just gone two back. <gasps> oh, yeah, good, good. <laughs> Duncan, counts on air. Uh, this week's number 13, Rambo, Last Blood. Absolutely awful. Stop going to see it. Stop going to give them your money. It's a reprehensible piece of violent, nasty, racist, homophobic, misogynistic trash. Nice. Uh, it's uh, had a, quite a big percentage change this week. 68% change, so people are listening. Good. Uh, this week's number 12, brand new, uh, Hitsville, The Making of Motown. Now, the annoying thing about this is that it was uh, trailered in uh, Cineworld in Wickham for weeks. I think at least three or four weeks I've seen the trailer for it. Uh, and it looks really good. It's a documentary uh, about Motown because it's the 60th anniversary of uh, Motown uh, Records. Okay. Uh, so they trailed it, and it was only shown for one night only, and it wasn't shown in Wickham. So that was handy. It was only shown in seven screens. Exactly. Where were they? London? Heaven knows. Scotland? Exactly. Uh, uh, but if you do want to see it, it is now out on DVD, Blu-ray and digital download. Very so nice. you can see it. Uh, this week's number 11, you've got a friend in me. It's Toy Story 4. Well, I think that's out today or next oh, really Monday. Really on DVD already? I wow. I think it's available to buy on download today. <clears throat> and it will be out next week or the week after on um, DVD. Uh, but it's really good to think we've said it. You still haven't seen it, have you? I haven't, no. No I, doubt I, you'll be renting it from some place, some place. or buying it. Or uh, something, October yeah. the 21st, it comes yeah, out. Yeah, so that is next Monday. It's next Monday. It's next Monday, yeah. isn't it? Because we're nearly at the end of October. <sighs> Depressing, isn't it? You can buy Toy Story 4, here's an interesting thing, Hmm. in 3D on DVD, because apparently people still buy 3D TVs, Hmm. uh, and uh, in 4K as well, just to make sure those animations are really crisp. Good. Do you know how much much that costs? No. 25 quid for 4K... DVD. Oh, no. I can't bother. It's ridiculous. But anyway, it's really good, um, and it's. I think it's. I don't think it beat Toy Story three, box office wise. I think still oh. think Toy Story three is the uh, biggest seller one, but uh, it's still very good. This week's number ten. Ready or not? 
Really good. It's a horror com- slash comedy uh, with Samara Weaving as a woman who's marrying into a big family and she has to play hide-and-seek at midnight on the night of her wedding and if they find her, they have to find her before sun rises and kill her, otherwise they think they're all going to die because they've made a pact with the devil. Sounds, da- sounds daft, but it is really well made. It's nice and short. It's 90 minutes long. Starts off out of the gate at a fair old pace and never lets up. And it's got a great ending. Doesn't bodge the engine. The engine? Engine. No engine <laughs> Does bodging hippo. Does not bodge the engine or the ending. Uh, this week's number nine. Dora. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. I'm glad this is doing really well because it's not a franchise. Well, it is kind of a franchise film, I suppose, isn't it? Because there's a TV series, but it's not like It's the first live animation one, though. It's not a live animation. It's not what? A live action. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's, and it's really good. I've never seen the TV series, uh, the, the animation, but this is clever. It's very well directed. Uh, it's from the director of the Muppet movies. Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's good for kids. It's got that strange druggy bit in the middle, but let's not... <laughs> it's a bit weird. Not, yeah, it's a bit, it's a, when you think about it, at the time, you just think that's quite clever when yeah. they all turn into cartoons. It's when you come out and you think, oh, hang on, it's a kid's film, and they were obviously high on something, which made them turn into cartoons. Yeah, so, slightly weird. Anyway, yeah. But it's really good. I'm thoroughly... I might even buy it. Wow. As a kid's film... That's impressive. It is very good. Uh, this week's number eight, War... Uh, this is a Polish war... No, not Polish. I think it's an Indian war film. It's one of the two. Hang on, I haven't done my read. It's an Indian war film. So it's another three-hour film. Um, I've not seen it, obviously. But some reviews I've seen have said it's very long and it's got some really bad special effects. Oh. But it's done well. Is to it get from your production time. company? <laughs> not that poor. No, oh, OK. No. Uh, They'd have real planes. <laughs> Let's not even go down. Yes. If you want to find out what we're listening to, go back to a Monday Movies podcast where I have a small breakdown during the show. It's very good. What, the podcast? The breakdown. Oh, no, that is very good. Mm. Uh, this week's number seven, It, Chapter Two. <laughs> not as good as the first one, but then the first one was particularly good, so I don't think anyone was expecting it to be as good as uh, the first one. Uh, the casting is very good. The, the the people they've got to play the kids as, as adults is very good. Uh, the special effects are good because it's a lot of practical effects, not an awful lot of CGI until the end when it kind of... It do, this one does bodge the engine, as we would say, because the ending is a little bit over the top and too reliant on CGI. But apart from that, it is good. I mean, it's three hours long, same as the first one, so if you're going to watch them both, it's a six-hour... <laughs> but then it's a it's a 1,300-page book. Well, so you that would is expect true. Um, a, a, a long film. What and do you think... Good. Um, that sort of equivalates. Do you know? Do you think six, equivalates? Do you, I don't know. I'm not sure that's a word. Probably not. Do you think six hours is a hundred and however many pages you said? Do you think that works well? No idea. No. I know from a script point of view, uh, one page, page of a script is supposed to be a minute, minute isn't correct, it? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, a ninety. Page is about half of that. So well, depends how big pages. Mm. Don't know. Uh, this week's number six. The Lion King. Disney's most successful live-action film. Oh, God, that just annoys you, doesn't it? It really does. That's what they're calling it, you see. They will only change their tune on that when they come <laughs> around to Oscar nominations and they realise they can't get it nominated in a live-action category because it is a kind of animation. Yeah. It's um, photorealistic digital animation. So, on the one hand, it is a stunning work of art because the animation is incredible. You will not believe you're looking at animation no you know the, is, the grass the water everything looks as though it's real i mean those those animals look you know they can't be animated right they're they like, are what they're not real animals what about the sunrise the sunrise is the uh, only bit that's not real uh but that's just like a 15 seconds at the start is the only bit that's not real oh look Mason, question question tell me what you think about me I've just looked up the word um, equivalence, and it's a natural word. Yeah, anyway, I don't we, think we, I... We're past that, Mason. I let's don't, not, let, let's don't, not go Mason, there. Mason, don't no, make no. me sound right. No, don't, no, don't <laughs> make him sound <laughs> right. Let's just pretend Duncan it's not hates, a real word. Duncan hates being wrong. <laughs> oh, I mean, let's... Mason, Duncan. Mason well, I know it's the right word, but we'll keep it between us. We're not live, are we? Yeah, no, no. Oh, yeah. We could have deleted that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, I, it is a real word, but it's not what I meant. What did I mean? Equiv- equivalence. Ah. Equivalent? Is that what I said? I'd imagine equivalate is some deriv- derivation of equivalent, yes. This week's number five... Can we get fu- the meaning of it, Mason? Now, now that we know he's right, <laughs> we might as well... Oh, no, we don't know well, I'm right. The only thing that would make this good is if he'd got a word that was right but used it in the wrong way. That, <laughs> would, that, that would is going to be perfect. how it's going to be. Yeah. So, <clears throat> hang on a second. 
It means... To equivalate, uh, it's a verb, third person singular, simple present equivalates, simple. present participle equivalating, simple past and past participle equivalated. To equate, to consider or to make equal or equivalent to. Damn. If only you were, if only you were more on the ball, you could have played the alleluia to, <laughs> that you got it right. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Mason. I'll pay you later. Uh, uh, so anyway, Lion King, yes. As a, a work of art, it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, as a piece of cinema, it's kind of what's the point because the original uh, was much better. This week's number five, Ad Astra. It's Latin. It is Latin, you know, <laughs> yes. To, to the stars. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt in space. It's Apocalypse Now. <coughs> Excuse me. Crossed with 2001 A Space Odyssey. And it's kind of two films that have been shunted together when you watch it. That's what it is. It seems like a drama about family and loss of a father uh, and the distance between people. And then you get space monkeys and <coughs> battles on the moon, which which are really good. And, the, you know, the, the dune buggy battle on the moon is really good. But you kind of think, what's it? doing in this film it doesn't really go so mm. it's a bit of a yeah, yeah. it's a little bit mm. Mm. it looks beautiful right i have to say but it's a beautiful looking film what about the monkeys do they look good i just laughed at the monkey no. because i didn't i mean if you haven't seen it i mean i just didn't quite get what it was doing on its own in a spaceship well that's fair you enough know, it's a good question uh it is this week's yeah. number four hustlers very good. J-Lo looking better than any 50-year-old woman has <laughs> any right to look as she uh, prances around in what is basically dental floss. Um, uh, it's about a group of pole dancers getting their own back on some rich bankers after the financial crash of 2008. Uh, it's kind of very similar to what is basically Wolf of Wall Street uh, meets Magic Mike, mm. a female version, and it's very good. Uh, this week's number three, Delta oh, Abbey. I can start to cry. It's a warm hug of a film. It's lovely. If you like the TV series, there's nothing you're going to dislike about this at all. It does what the TV series did as well. It crams in lots of different storylines and dispatches with them in quick succession. So everybody gets their moment in the sun. All the big cast members are back. They all get the, you know their own little bit. Uh, Maggie Smith is fantastic, although... As you mentioned, it's leading up at the end to saying Maggie Smith might not be in the next one, if there is a next one. But then she's, what, she must be nearly 90, 90, so there's a good chance if they do make another one, she won't be around anyway. Oh, happy Monday, everybody. You know? Um, That is uh, Downton Abbey. This week is number two. Uh, Judy. Judy, Judy, Judy. The story of Judy Garland and six weeks of her life when she came to London. Is it the last six weeks of her life? No, because she goes back to America and she passes away six months after. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, she's 46 years old. She comes to London to perform for six weeks at the talk of the town because she needs the money because, unbelievably, in America, she's got no money, uh, she's got nowhere to live, and she's going to lose custody of her children. Uh, the only way to get money is to come to London on her own, uh, perform for six weeks at the talk of the town. Uh, and it's nice. It's, it's a very slight... Um, film. It's based on a stage play and that shows occasionally because um, it isn't a huge budgeted film. Right. But it's nice and her performance is really good. She sort of inhabits the role really well. This week's. I, we, we did, I did have a comment from. Oh, her. did you? Was it Maddie or the other one? Tracy. <laughs> it was Tracy. Maddie or Tracy said uh, they liked it, but they didn't. They were put off because the way she uses the microphone when she's singing. So if I can demonstrate. It's radio, so good luck. To you. So she oh, said okay. she kept moving. So she, she sings like this and then she, she'll move the microphone oh, away. Right. And whoever it was who messaged me said that put me off of it because it took me out. And I said, well, if you actually Google. Um, or YouTube clips of Judy Garland singing towards the end of her life at the talk of the town and in America before that, she was very free and easy with her microphone. Really? Yeah. Just waving all over the Well, yeah, you you know, you're used to people having it stuck to their face like that, but she was a little bit more... Like that. What, on a roller coaster? But then that could have been something to do with the drinks and the copious well, amount of drugs. That is true. Uh, and they don't shy away from that either. The drugs uh, are, are a big part. There's one point in the, at the start of the film where she realises she's got nowhere to live and she's in the car, in the back of a seat of a, a car with her kids and she starts taking a pill and her daughter says, uh, uh, don't go to sleep now, mummy. And she just looks around and she goes, no, no, this is the other one. Uh, so it doesn't shy away from showing, you know, because she did die well, when she was yeah, 47. Exactly. You know, she d- died at a ridiculously young age. That's it. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Right. Sorry to end on a downer. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, this week's number one, we'll get even further down. 
The Joker. No. Which just one? Joker. Just Joker. Yeah, there's no the. Sorry. Um, it's really, really good. The more I think about it, the more I like it. Where it's, are we now uh, on the scale? <clears throat> we're on a nine. We're on a nine? We're on a nine. Okay. Um, it is an origin story for Joker, but not really set within the either the Christopher Nolan world or the Suicide Squad world. Uh, it just does tie into Batman because you do get Pennyworth. Is it Pennyworth, the butler? Pennyworth. Yeah, Pennyworth, yeah. yeah. So you do get Pennyworth and you do get a very young Batman uh, or young Bruce Wayne. Um, but it's um, Arthur Fleck, played by Joaquin Phoenix. He's mentally disabled. He lives with his mother uh, and he wants to be a stand-up comedian, but he doesn't know what's funny, really. And it's got Robert De Niro in it. It's like a cross between Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy, two Martin Scorsese films. It owes a huge, lot to Mar- a huge amount to Martin Scorsese's films. In tone and in style. And has done rather well. It has done incredibly well. In America, it's on about six or seven hundred million worldwide. Its, it's drop-off has been negligible. Uh, so, yeah, it's doing fantastically well. And there's so many news reports about how it's terribly violent and people are walking out of cinemas and boycotting the film. And they're not. It's just basically bad marketing. Um, and I think that's making more people want to go and see it. But if you're expecting an incredibly violent, action-packed superhero film, this isn't the film for you because it's a very low-key, uh, very dark, very talky uh, drama, really, with a little little bit of violence interspersed with it. And it's very, very depressing. That's why you love it. Which is it. probably why I liked it. Yeah, but it is. It's very depressing and it's a real downer. And it doesn't end on a high note either. It doesn't give you any... And it couldn't because it's about a villain. Yeah. So it couldn't end on a redemptive note. It had to end on a bad note, which it does. £432 million worldwide. There you go. It's quite it's, impressive. It's huge. So it's, uh, smashing, it's going to smash Venom's uh, box office, which was the last uh, film... Um, the last film? No, why am I equating it to Venom? I don't know. Oh, because that was a... A, a, a standalone. A standalone um, villain origin story. But I set see what the, you've done there, very clever. Set within the Marvel Universe, although not within the Marvel Universe because it was a Sony picture, but yes. Yeah, so, for and, now. For now, yeah. Uh, and that did really, really well. And this is going... And this is a much better film. It's a much, much better film than Venom. In, in every single way. That's why it's better, though. Yeah, possibly yeah. is, yeah. Um, there you go. That is this week's top ten. This is Wickham Sound. Welcome back to Monday Movies. It's 24 minutes past seven. Should we have some reviews? Let's do that. Uh, let's start with The Day Shall Come. The Day Shall Come. So this is the new film from Chris Morris. You know who he is? Mm, yes. You don't, no, do you? Oh, dear. So Chris Morris is a British uh, comedian and writer. He created The Day Today, uh, which is where we got uh, Alan Partridge. Um, and he also... He was the one who convinced a load of celebrities that cake uh, was a drug and got them to go on TV and condemn the people eating cake. Does it mean nothing to you? Old Vienna. You should watch it. It's very good. The day-to-day was basically um, a fake news programme, which was so over the top, it was hilarious, uh, from the 1990s. If you watch it now... It's kind of realistic. It's kind of become realistic. Anyway, his last film was four... His first film uh, and his last film was four years ago, and that was Four Lions, which was the comedy about Islamic terrorists in London. And, yes, it was a comedy, and it was very, very funny, which starred Riz Ahmed. It was really good. So his new film is The Day Shall Come. He's moved over to America for this one. Uh, This stars uh, Marshawn Davis as Moses, who... um, He's a preacher in a church in Miami, in Florida, uh, and he is he, he, he runs a farm and he thinks uh, a time will come where there will be a reversal and the money will be redistributed and everybody will get what's coming to them uh, and there's a revolution in the air and he's going to lead it. But he doesn't want to use guns, he just wants to use a toy crossbow, um, <laughs> a horse and an air siren that will summon dinosaurs because he's he uh, is under the impression that the government have kept some dinosaurs and they're keeping them in underground um, caverns and he's going to release them when this happens what meanwhile anna kendrick is an fbi agent and what is scary is this is based on facts because at the start it says this is based on 100 true stories uh, so anna kendrick is an fbi fbi agent and they need to arrest a terrorist because they have to arrest a certain amount of terrorists to appease the, the American people, to show that they're doing their job. And right. it turns out it is a lot easier for them to create a terrorist right. 
who doesn't exist and arrest him than to find real terrorists. So they monitor people like this across America. She finds him and she decides, right, if we offer to give him a load of money, to give him some guns, um, maybe we can turn him into the terrorist we need to arrest, even though he's not a terrorist, just to make it look like we're doing a good job. Here's a clip. So, as to your mall cop jibe, Rick, you're going to pitch me the next 9-11. You know, the Mexican Hezbollah is planning an attack on Orlando. Flooding the streets with alligators. Still a threat, Rick. There's a guy who wants to attack a strip club from a balloon with flaming urine. <laughs> that was an undercover cop. He uh, had a breakdown and he blew up his own bladder. Right. What about this guy Moses Shabazz? Who? Uh, he preaches overthrow of the government on Facebook Live. He does? He talks about black jihad. Right. Huh. Classic lone wolf. Uh, there's four of them, actually. Back of lone wolves. How'd that happen? It's a uniformed militia. Huh. So I could get the local informant. Uh, my, inf if... my informant, uh, Reza, he could set up a meeting between this Shabazz and um, a rich ISIL sheikh played by the beach informant, Nuruddin. He's annoying, but he's a good closer. Right, so let's offer this Moses Shabazz some funds. Get him some military equipment from uh, some catalog. He has no license. Get him some automatic weapons. Could you walk him across the line? Of course. Now, it's a clip from The Day Shall Come. So what they do is they offer to give the, um, Moses some guns and a load of money so that he can form his militia to start the revolution so that they can come along, uh, swoop in and arrest him. Trouble is, he doesn't want to use guns because he said that if, he, if they give him a load of guns, he wants to paint them white and use them as fence posts. Uh, but he does want the money because he's losing his farm and he needs to pay uh, the landlord, so that's what he wants the money for. But he accepts their offer but tries to... He, he goes to the FBI office to turn himself in because he said is there a reward if we know someone's trying to start a revolution because someone's offering me a load of guns? So he's telling the FBI. Uh, so okay. it's a constant cross-double-cross kind of thing. I'll be uh, honest, I'm very confused. Uh, it's not confusing at all. And th I say the worrying thing is it's based on facts. Yeah. And it's based on one particular. There's uh, the Something Seven, I forget what they were called, who were a group of people who were just minding their own business and they had a little, you know, they were preaching revolution and that but weren't doing anything and the FBI turned them into terrorists uh. just so they could come along and arrest them and to say to the American people, look, we've arrested more terrorists, we're doing our job, because that is so much easier than actually going and finding real terrorists. Uh, this isn't as good as Four Lions. It hasn't got the laughs that Four Lions has, although the first half is a lot funnier than the second half. Um, it, there are funny moments in it, but it, I think it needed more laughs. But it, it is quietly terrifying when you realise this kind of thing is going yeah. on, and it's probably not just the American government that's doing it. It's probably all governments are doing this. When you see about groups of terrorists being arrested, now you're going to start thinking to yourself, were they terrorists, or is this just the government trying to make me feel good? I have no idea. No, no. no. Yeah. Anyway, Anna Kendrick is really good. Um, um, blah, blah, blah. What's his name? Marshawn Davis is really good. It's only his third film, but he is really good. And uh, I've forgotten his... Dennis O'Hare, who you heard talking in there as the oh, head... Oh, OK. He is fantastic. I would have him in every film I made. If I made his voice sounds very familiar. He I just is can't picture him. He's been in loads of things. He's a character actor. He's on a lot of TV uh, as, um, in bit parts, but he is really good. Um, he doesn't look well. <laughs> right, okay. If you see pictures of him, he doesn't look the, 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 the healthiest of people. But he, he speaks is, very highly of you. <laughs> but he is really good and really funny. So, yeah, uh, it's not as good as Four Kings, uh, but it's nice to see Chris Morris making something. Just a shame that it took him four years to make it. All right, then. Okay, All right. Uh, we shall have next... You're not going to ask me how I'm going to give it out of oh, ten. Oh, that's true. What are we? What are we giving it out of ten? Well, I'm going to give it a six. We are not giving anything because nobody else it's has a, seen it. It's a collective. It's a six. It's, it's a, a six. collective six. A collective six from the team. Um, I think we should go to abominable next. Abominable. So this is a. Oh. Oh. What? I've got my sheet of paper. It's a DreamWorks there. film. Oh yeah, there we go. It's a DreamWorks film. It's very strange. So it's it's a it's an animation. It's a, a yeti has escaped from a secret facility. It hides out on a rooftop in China. Uh, it wants to get back to Everest. Uh, the girl who lives in the one of the apartments in the tower block finds him. Her and two of her friends go on an adventure to get him back to Everest, where he wants to go. She has lost her father. The only thing she has to remember him by is a violin, which uh, is her treasured possession. And the strange thing is the the yeti every now and again when they're in trouble will curl up in a ball and go hmm and magical things will happen you've probably seen it in the trailer oh, so yes. they're in a field of yellow flowers 
because uh, a boat has skipped off the river and landed. It does that, and then this field of yellow flowers turns into a giant sea uh, with a tidal wave, which looks fantastic. Some of the visuals are really, really good. And then you find out that when she stands in the mountains and plays her, her violin, all the plants start to grow. It's like a magical violin, which is it's just really weird. It's okay. very odd. And I'm not sure if the Yeti doing that and the violin is an Asian thing, because this is a DreamWorks and Chinese co-production. Okay. So the cast is all Chinese. Uh, voice cast is Chinese, apart from the villain who's trying to get his Yeti back, who's voiced by Eddie Izzard. Um, but yeah, it's just very... It, it, some of it looks beautiful, and then you're, a lot of it you're thinking, I don't understand. Here's a, here's a little fact for you yeah. about Pearl Studio. Yeah. Um, they were originally called Oriental DreamWorks. Oh, there we go. There you go. There you go. But uh, yeah, I mean, it looks fantastic. But I just found it a bit odd. I mean, it's not very memorable. It's not How to Train Your Dragon or Pixar. Which is interesting because uh, Oriental DreamWorks did How to Train Your Dragon 2, Penguins of Madagascar, Kung Fu Panda oh. 3. Um, it so doesn't really match up to no. any of those, unfortunately, no. Interesting they I do mean, little, little kids... And the other very odd thing is... Mm. Um, Halfway through, when she she's broken her violin, oh no! The Spoilers. the the Yeti magically fixes it. Oh, okay. She starts to play. She gets in touch with herself and her father, who's passed away. So she's being fixed. So guess what music suddenly swells up? Is it Coldplay? Coldplay's <laughs> fix. I mean, talk about on the nose musical cues. <laughs> but yeah, it starts really slowly, an orchestral version. And I sat there thinking, surely they're not going to use "Fix You" by Coldplay. And then in comes Chris Martin. That's the one. Yep. It's not very kids dreamworky sort of film, is it? It's not. No. It's very, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just strange that they would pick that. But there we go. Abominable. Not. It's not a Pixar. It will. Although it's half term next week. Is it half term next week? Um, I think it yeah, might. Yes, Halloween be. week. So that will keep kids quiet for I a mean, couple of hours. And it's ninety minutes, so it's nice and short. I love Coldplay, but it's not. No, if you're going to go for kids' film music, Justin Timberlake and this from Trolls. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, it's already been in Trolls. Yeah, so I know. I'm just saying that's kind of what you would expect from a kids', you know, yes. film, not Chris Martin singing mm. about fixing you. Mm. Out of ten, five. Also, it was slightly abominable. Oh, I've got to admit, there was quite a few kids in the screening I went to yesterday, and they all sat very still and watched it. You're not the target audience. Sorry? You're not the target audience? No, I'm not the target. No, no I'm small children are the target audience. Well, obviously. Six, six for the day shall come, five mm. for abominables. Let's see, will we go higher or lower with the Gemini Man, which they've been trailering from since about 1983? So, Gemini Man uh, was first talked about about 15 years ago. Wow. And um, this has gone through many, many directors and writers, and it's ended up in the hands of Ang Lee, who, of course, famously uh, won an Oscar for Brokeback Mountain. Mm. Uh, he made Life of Pi, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. The first Hulk? The first Hulk, yes, he did indeed. Uh, this one stars Will Smith as a hitman who's done one last hit and he's decided he wants to retire. Uh, trouble is, someone tells him the person he did the hit on wasn't the person he thought it was and his government were getting, to ki were getting him to kill an innocent man. Uh, because he knows that, the government come after him and they want to kill him. Oh. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, Clive Owen is the baddie. Okay. Who, because nobody can kill Will Smith because he's such a good hitman and he's so good at hiding. Um, Clive Owen has been doing this secret experiment on, in cloning. So the only person he thinks that we had to catch Will Smith and kill him is a younger version of Will Smith. So he's taken some of his DNA and he's made a little Will Smith, a little <laughs> Willie, if you will. Um, so he he comes after him. You're so childish. And so what you have is a cat and mouse game where Will Smith, a 50-year-old Will Smith, is chased by a 23-year-old Will Smith um, in an old-fashioned 90s-style action film. Can I be honest with you about this film? Yeah. I didn't realise on the trailer that it was younger Will Smith. That is terrible de-aging. It's not Marvel de-aging. It's not de-aging. It is. I'm reading about it right now. Um, Apparently it's uh, motion capture and de-aging. Yeah, so it's not what they do in... No, it's awful. It, I didn't even realise it was Will Smith. Well, we'll get on to that. OK. Um, so, yeah, this feels like... And the strange thing is it's Ang Lee, who's kind of an art house director, yeah. uh, teaming up with Jerry Bruckheimer, who was the oh. big action um, supremo of the 90s. He made lots of films like The Rock and um, Con Air. And start and transform not transform. Yeah, I think he did do. No, that no? was um, the other. Oh, that was Mr. I oh, know Pirates of the Caribbean is what he did. Yes, um, so Transformers a, was Michael Bay. That's right. So it's a very strange combination of people to be making a film, mm. and it does feel like you're watching a '90s film with better special effects. I see what you mean. Um, 
And a couple of the scenes are really good. There's a, there's a motorbike chase and fight with motorbikes near the start, which is really good. Uh, but the reason Ang Lee did it really is because he is obsessed with new technology and finding new ways to make films. So okay. Life, Life of Pi was revolutionary in the way that it used 3D. So what he's doing with Gemini... Gem, Gem, hello? Hello, oh, hello. <laughs> what he's doing with Gemini Man is filming at 60 frames per second, which means... Yep everything you don't really know when you're seeing it in Cineworld even though you do notice the picture is a lot clearer than it normally it, would be and a lot sharper yeah. but if you actually see it in a film that can show it in its proper frame rate it's the way someone's described it to me is if you're watching a film you know you're watching a screen something yeah. is happening on a screen 60 frames per second is supposed to look like you're looking through a window and you're looking at something that's yeah. actually happening through a window, which, by all accounts, is very odd. Oh, it is, yeah. Because it doesn't apparently look like a film. It looks like you're watching some behind-the-scenes footage of a film. So when... Because they've done a lot of 60-frame-per-second stuff on YouTube for ages, mm. um, and lots of games these days are in mm. 60 frames or higher, and it is, it does take a lot to get used to it, and I don't think over a... How long is this film? Two hours. I don't think over a two-hour period you can get used to no. it. I think if you had watched it you know, day in, day out for a week, then maybe by the end of it you'll be fine. But if this is your first introduction into 60 frames per second, I think, yeah, this would be very yeah. off-putting. Uh, I mean, nobody I know who's seen it 60 frames per second has said it was particularly good. They just no. say it's very off-putting yeah. and, and you, you do not get used to what you're looking at because it looks too real, which sounds like the wrong kind of insult. But I can see what they mean. It's too real, but it doesn't look like a yeah. film. It doesn't. It looks but like then, something you filmed on your iPhone. Also, a lot of the sixty-frame stuff, like especially the games, is also it's animated, or if it's Disney live action, um, so you don't have that. Or you can tell it's not realistic because it's like, yeah. animated. Whereas it's real people, that would be yeah. slightly. Now point. that might not matter so much if you've got a film with a good script. Unfortunately, with this, oh. you haven't. The script is absolutely awful which is weird for will smith i know it's i mean i'm presumably he signed up because it was bruckheimer and ang lee so the, okay. you know but he must have read the script yeah. and the script is painfully bad oh. i mean even the films that it's trying to be like the, the action films of the 90s had better scripts than this one it's really bad and then you come to the de-aged will smith so there's two things two things about a de-aged will smith firstly will smith doesn't look 51 anyway no so if you wanted to do it with an old guy and a younger version you should have gone with Harrison Ford and a young Harrison Ford. Will Smith's son. Why can't why can um his son just do it? Because he hasn't got the same features. Mm, but but the firstly the age difference between the two doesn't look like it's twenty five years. So no. yes, why didn't you have Harrison Ford and a de aged Harrison Ford? That would have made it look better. At least you could tell them apart. Yeah. The other thing is the de aged Will Smith Although you can see that it is supposed to be Will Smith, what you think you're looking at, or what it felt to me like you're looking at, is you were looking at someone who came second in yes. a Will Smith lookalike competition. I'm looking so at he's almost there, but there's just something slightly off about him. I'm looking at the poster, and it does look more like his son. Yeah. If you put a pic, like, it's only profile, so it's the side on. He looks more like Jaden than he does Will. Mm. But I don't see, I mean, there's plenty of Will Smith archive like the footage of him when he was in fresh prince mm. of bel-air yeah i mean surely they could have used some of that to make oh no no this is this isn't this isn't like the de-aging in um the marvel no. films. this is he's a, a main ca he's the co-lead yes no i know so yes. he's in it for, for most of the yeah. film and they have long conversations standing yeah. and facing each other and yeah it's just yeah it's just not the best not will really. smith lookalike no. that it could have been unless he looked a lot better in 60 frames per second i don't think so who knows he just does no but anyway, it's a huge disappointment because Out of ten. it's a three, and <laughs> I found it a struggle to get through. And I'm not sure it did look. Obviously, it's a very expensive film, and I'm not sure if it's because it was the sixty frames per second, even at uh, the Cineworld, it made it look slightly cheap. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's. I can see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that is Gemini Man. It is out now, and it is showing at Cineworld and um, Empire. So. Today shall come. Six, Abominable Five, Gemini Man Three. Not, not the best not, week in the world, not great, is, it? is it? Not great. Um, the budget. Do you want to know what the budget was for that film? What do you think? One hundred and twenty million. No, higher. One hundred and thirty-eight to one hundred and fifty-eight. Oh, wow. Well, I could have done better. They're not going to. Do you think they'll make that back? Any of that back? Uh, so they have to make double yeah. usually. So they have to make two hundred and sixty million. That's that. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen for a long time. No. <laughs> this is Wickham Sound. Shall we have some film news? Yeah, let's have some film news. Uh, <clears throat> nice. Thank you. 
I like it. Now, Martin Lewis. Yes, him of supermarket.com. No, no, you're thinking, you're thinking of Money Supermarket. Oh, yes. He's moneysavingexpert.com. Who campaigns for all sorts of things, people being overcharged and bank charges and stuff like that. <clears throat> He's got involved with cinemas because he tweeted... Um, I'm trying to find his tweet now. He tweeted, said, uh, this was five days ago. His tweet said, went to the cinema yesterday for an 8.45 showing, but it was 9.17 before the film actually started. Cinemas, we pay to see films. Fine, show five to ten minutes of ads and trailers, but this inflation to 33 minutes isn't on. Either cut pre-screening times or tell us the actual times the film starts. I have two things to say about that. <clears throat> Number one. One... I've always thought it was a... It's normally about 20 minutes, isn't it? Uh, I have been in Cineworld across the road yeah. when it has been 40 minutes. Wow. That's impressive. And but, I've also been in Cineworld in the last two weeks where it was zero. That's exactly I, what I was going to say. And I missed the first 15 minutes of a film. both missed the first 10 minutes of yes. Spider-Man. Yes, Because indeed. we turned up at what time it normally would be, mm -hmm. and, you know, halfway into the film. Yes. But I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think he's got a point. So what, the start time, I think, they should say on uh, their website is they should give the start time of 8.45, but they should also give the start time of the, of the actual, actual film, film so you know what time your actual film starts, uh, which they don't want to do because advertisers wouldn't well, let no. them because then you're not going to watch the ads. I think because in a normal film, right, the normal ad, you get the trailers, but the other normal adverts are for themselves and Coca-Cola, normally, isn't it? You know, get your drinks in the halftime and some cars. Normally, those are your adverts. Um, yeah, no. No? No. Okay, but what I was going to say, the trailers, it doesn't really matter about anymore, because... No, I don't think anyone mind if it was trailers, it's the adverts no, no, that people No, no, but I mean, people, to. because they, they obviously are saying, come at this time because this is when it mm. starts, and you get to see all the trailers. People, yes. the trailers are released differently now. You don't just see them at the cinemas, nope. you can see them on TV, you yes. can see them on YouTube... On YouTube! TV! YouTube! YouTube on, on your phone, on the... On a billboard outside Mezzing, <coughs> Missouri? Wherever Missouri? Was, where was three it? billboards yeah, outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's what I was trying yes. to do. Um, so, but then again, it's the adverts. You know, you're missing out, you know, seeing a Hyundai, other cars are available, or, mm. you know, a drink that you... Can, Audi, normally. A lot of Audi. Aldi. Aldi? Not, not Aldi. Al Aldi. 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 No, Aldi. no, the, not Aldi the supermarket. Aldi. Aldi. They sell the same... Is it Aldi? <laughs> the, the car company. Are they the same? It's Aldi. And they're not spelt the same, but are they sp said the same? Aldi and Aldi. Aldi. Uh, no. Ow. I'd think of it as Al. Aldi. Aldi. That's the car. Aldi. And the shop is Al, as in Alan. Good. Alan D we've and all, Al D. Out with all there you go. There, we know how we know um, how it goes. And he got a lot of stick for it. Really? For yes, people were. Was it you again? Have <coughs> you been me on Twitter? No, because I was uh, agreeing with every word he said. Did uh, you tweet him saying you agreed him? Yes, I did. Oh, that's a shock. Because somebody said. <laughs> because somebody said, and I don't know where they got this from. Matt Bourne retweeted to him saying, "Actually, Martin, by law." They're, they are only 20 minutes at a maximum, which is patently... A lie. He or says, every cinema is breaking the rule. Yeah, he says, I've worked in the industry for years. The cinema in question must have started the run late. Well, no, I'm sorry, Matt. No. It's at least 25 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Gemini... Um, Abominable yesterday was 25 minutes. I mean, Gemini that's in a kid's moment. film. And that was in a kid's film. And so that's annoying. If you're taking two or three kids to see, a, to see Toy Story 4 and you get there and you're just settling them down, then within half an hour they're going to be... But that's know, why, though. ...high on Haribo running around... <laughs> Weeing in the aisles, <laughs> aren't they? Can you buy is that Harry's? what children do? No. Do you have kids? Sorry? <laughs> do you have kids? No. It's obvious. I don't think you can buy Harry Bows at cinema either. Um, you buy similar stuff. You have the Tang Fastic things, but um, they're, they're not Harry Bows. The, Tang Fastic's a Harry Bow. Yeah, that's the brand. Yeah. yeah. What I mean is... They're like that. You're being facetious, No, of course you? I am. And very pedantic. Um, but that's why there's more in kids' film, though, because the, they know that they're going to have adults in that screening, because they, they're bringing the kids along. Probably, yes. Yes. I know how adverts work. Um, somebody else replied to him, said, if a film says 8.45, why not just get there at 9? Very simple. You're not forced to get there to watch the trailers and ads. But as Martin pointed out... You don't know. It's a different amount of ads and exactly. trailers every time. And it's very, anno and it's very annoying. A very amoring. It's very amoring. <laughs> yes, very amoring. Yeah, very amoring. But yes, no, I agree with him. And I think... They should say when they the film starts, say, yeah. but they won't or, because that means you'll deliberately miss the adverts and it's the 
adverts that pay for the cinemas. I think if there is no adverts or yeah. less adverts than normal, then they, they should, should say. tell you. Yes. Which Be- is what I don't understand why Spider-Man had no adverts. No, because nor- you would think that's the biggest film they're going to have adverts in it. I mean, that could have been a mistake. Uh, that could have. But then that was both of us that went to different screenings. That is true. And the film I went to see two weeks ago that was Tomorrow, and that had nothing. What, what are you going to see tomorrow? Tomorrow. I've seen it. Oh, when? Two weeks ago. What did you see? Tomorrow. Oh, was that yesterday? <sighs> when does this jo- joke get old? The fact that you've got a girlfriend amazes me. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, that is... <laughs> Good Lord. Should we have some more news? <coughs> Excuse me, why not? Okay. Um, Hugh Grant has been poking his nose into cinema. <laughs> he has. Um, poking his ear. He went to see Joker at The View in Fulham. Yes. And he felt the noise levels in the auditorium had made his trip to see it pointless, he said. He complained on Twitter, adding, the joke was on us. Am I old or is the cinema much too loud? Now, Huxley and Howe, or Huxley, because there's only Huxley this week, were talking about this earlier because obviously their show is health and wellbeing. Well, this is why this, the, the, this is Wickham Sound. Everything is tied together. Exactly. It's all planned. And they needed someone from Monday Movies, so they got uh, the best-looking one. Um, me. Toby came in. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, no. And it's hard, I think, in Wickham, because both of our cinemas aren't the most up-to-date, whereas you would imagine a view cinema, you know, is all singing, all dancing. Cineworlds in London have got, like, light-up floors that dance about. You went to a cinema in Watford. Was it Watford? Yes. Cineworld, and that's, yes. you know, speak, it's as massive. Yes. Screens are the size of a small town, whereas our ones aren't. So I think we're lucky in a way, because I don't think our... I've never had a problem with the loudness. I have. Oh, OK. Occasionally. Of course you have. I've... <laughs> <laughs> I've had a problem with it being too quiet, and I've oh, had okay. a problem with it being way too loud on a couple. I of think quiet, maybe. Well. I think I think in the olden days, who was it um, that used to have the like the big like for the was it a, not Adobe? Um, Adobe? No, who Dolby. Does, that's the one. Yeah. They're, they're big, sort of open, and that was always ridiculously loud and sort of blew your head off. Mm. Um, but. I think now because of these rules have come in, you know, they're not... I don't I don't think I've ever had a problem. I've had other problems, like the screen's not being bright, and you've had that problem as I've well. I've had that problem. So I've fixed. Have you... Did you get... <laughs> you sent an angry letter? I sent a very nice letter to Cineworld explaining that I thought their screens in uh, Wickham weren't being projected properly, and the screens were too dark. Yeah. And, yeah, there was light loss and you couldn't see the screens properly. And they sent me a very nice letter back saying they would forward it to the managing director of this cinema and see what happens. I went to three films over the weekend in three separate screens. All perfect. Well, that's what we like to hear. So that's, that's good customer service. Yeah. Thank you very well done, much, City World. Yeah. Did they get... Did, no, because we mentioned that you went to Watford a couple of weeks ago and it was a, it was a newer Cine World. Yes, it's a brand new Cine World. With, it's very, With their very big, nice. super flat screens. And then you sent them an email as well, didn't you, saying... No. Oh, I thought you did. No, it's the same email. Oh, you didn't get a reply on... There's not going to... There's no news about them, you know, upgrading, I think. What, in Cine World? Yeah. No, oh. no news. But they've obviously done something to improve... Yeah, uh, which the, the proje- It's not projection anymore, yeah, is it? Yeah, it is. You're still is it projected? It's not like film projection. It's like a DVD. It's not DVD, but it's a file projection. OK, file projection. Yeah. Uh, View did get in contact with him to assure him that the sound settings are regularly checked to ensure they comply with health and safety standards, and they promised to take up his case. 83 decibels, I think it is, isn't it? That you I'm, have not, to be... I'm not sure. Uh, many film goers, it says here in The Guardian, uh, believe sound levels have been crawling up the decibel scale, and not just for the adverts and trailers. Several sufferers also argued that a lack of balance setting in an auditorium can create an unpleasant booming sensation. Yeah, I, I think Tracy was saying that I think it's 83 decibels. Oh, uh, here we go. Dolby, the leading sound system, has traditionally said... <laughs> That's, what, that's all I think of when I hear Dolby, is their big opening. Oh. Uh, Dolby has traditionally set the fader or volume control at number seven, although some rival systems calibrate levels differently. This standard setting is the equivalent of 85 decibels, ah. a level regarded as safe to hear over two or three hours. But then I was saying to Tracy as well that because... You had a lot to say to Tracy, we, didn't you? We had a long talk about this. Um, but because cause they're, they're on about lowering it to 80, I think. Did or you may- think you were an expert on the subject? <laughs> she did, yes. Okay. Um have words. Uh, they're either lowering it to 83 or 80, and I said that's probably because everybody these days um, is listening to you know, music in their earphones. Yes, and they shouldn't. Not, no. in, not in pods. But that's why they're lowering it down, probably, to you know to help with their headphones. Possibly. Maybe. Yes. yes. Yeah. 
but I think my hearing's good. I heard somebody come in. Did you hear? Sorry, late, sorry, yes, late. because did you, did you hear the door open? I did hear. The, <laughs> I tried to do that quietly. There it is. Uh, <laughs> straight after us at eight o'clock, Colin Besley will be here hey! with Chatsworth, and he joins us now. Colin, good evening. A very good evening to you. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. What's coming up on Chatsworth? Well, in a, in a change to the advertised... Um, Sorry, just because you haven't got headphones on, he keeps playing sound effects. Just, <laughs> you just plough on through. <laughs> very very delayed crowd. <laughs> I pressed a button, nothing happened. Okay. Oh. We're not supposed Sorry. to say if we're pressing buttons. <laughs> Bob's top tip, <laughs> never say what you're was doing. Was that number seven? Or no, I think that was, that number, was number 25. 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's Co- quite scary, we both said 25. That was quite weird, we've worked together far mm. too long. I thought it was a lot earlier than that, so yeah, 25. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Colin, thank you very much. Thank you very much. That's Chatsworth. Uh, Enjoy your program. Thank you. Chatsworth, 8 o'clock straight after us. Oh, he has. Ruined it, Colin. Always good to have a professional come on to show us how it's done, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yes. Well, that's it. Are we finished talking about decibels? Oh, yes. I think think we had. Oh, okay. Just saying that they're lowering it down because people wear earphones all the time now. Yeah, and you you shouldn't if you're wearing those little earbuds. No, you shouldn't. You should wear headphones that cover your ears. Earbuds are very very bad for you. Oh well, it's, I I do a three hour radio show. And my ears are already broken. Anyway. Yeah, but you don't use earbuds, do you? you I use do professional, elsewhere though. Professional, professional headphones, ones, don't you? Yeah. So yes, so. But not outside. Sensible. When I'm listening to music outside, I, I will have earpods on. Oh, you shouldn't. I know. I should buy you some proper headphones. But I don't like headphones. Mason, what do you use? Headphones or earbuds? Well, I use earbuds. No. See, the problem I have with earbuds is when I put them in, I can't hear anyone else. But And they're all the big headphones that have got, like, noise cancellation mm-hmm. are expensive. Oh, OK. Yeah. I'm very picky with my mu- with my audio, if I'm honest. I kind of think that you get more volume with earbuds. You do, yeah. Exactly, and that's the one thing you don't want. <laughs> I do. that's what's ruining your ears. Ask my other half. <laughs> Take I'm... it from me, someone who's had their ear earwax removed on more than one occasion, and the doctor has told me, you stop wearing earbuds. Well, yeah, no, mine, mine would be a mess. But you talk yes. to my other half, I'm very picky with earphones that I buy, headphones that I buy... I just like the certain sound. You're very particular. But I was saying to Tracy. My oh, friend, you and Tracy, tra- get a room. There is a certain <laughs> phone brand for people that haven't... Well, you can do... Anyone can do this. Um, but you can um, what puts, like set your audio to what frequencies you can hear. So if you can hear us, you can't hear a certain frequency. That the phone will then raise that frequency up. It's very clever. Okay, all right, good. That's exciting. <laughs> Technical talk with Luke Davis. <laughs> uh, do you want to know what we're talking about next week? Yes, please. It's a bumper week next week. Tell me why. We have got. Um, Woody Harrelson in Zombieland Two: Double Tap. Uh, Is Kira- it an app? Ki- no. Kieran Knightley and Matt Smith in Official Secrets. Uh, we've got the new um, Ardman animation, um, Farmageddon. Oh, yeah. A Shaun the Sheep movie. And uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Angelina Jolie in Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Which they've been filming for how long? <laughs> well, they've finished now, I hope. I know, but they've, that, again, they seem like they were filming that they for... They filmed that for a long, long yeah, time, yes, did. in uh, Pinewood Studios. Yes, because oh, I, I saw... Her the walking, castle I, as well. And I saw the talking, castle, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic big castle, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's, so that's next week. Four big films oh. to look forward to. Try and see what one. Do Why you, don't you? I might go and see Maleficent. Um, what do you think is going to be your favourite one out of all of those? Um, Zombieland Double Tap. Do you? I think. I love Zombieland. Do you see Zombieland? Hilarious. Of I didn't. No, it's not horror. No, it's, okay. It's a, it's a comedy. And right. It's, and it's very, very funny. So okay. I've got high hopes for that. Because all the cast are back, even though they're a lot bigger now. So even Emma, Emma um, Stone. Uh, even though she's won an Oscar now, she's come back for that. So even though she's won an Oscar. I'm looking forward to that greatly. So that is coming up next week. Four big films to talk about. Possibly a Toby in attendance. Fingers crossed. Toby or not Toby. Toby or not Toby. Uh, Luke, thank you very much. Thank you. Mason, thank you for being there. Thank you. Uh, that's it from us. You're listening to Wickham Sound online on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. That was a show. That was quite spooky in some places because we made more jokes. I know. We should point out we didn't script any of that. And that... you're supposed to say jinx, aren't you, when you do that, something like that? If you're 12, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> wow. 
Again, Harsh. we've worked too long. I've, you Harsh. know, just giving you some of your own medicine. Yeah, that was quite spooky, though. The, yeah. To pick the number 25. It was a bit odd. That was very... And then nearly make the same joke about Colin as well. Yes, indeed. But And we should point out, none of that was scripted. No, that was no. off, I off don't, the hoof. I think people listening to our show know that none of it is scripted. No? None Isn't of it that is scripted obvious? at all, no. So that was good. No good films this week, though. That's no. a shame. No, so we got, let's let's see, I've got The Day Shall Come. And I got a six. Um, what are you looking at? Something was flashing at me out of the window. Oh, I'm sure what it was. Paparazzi again. Um, I was going to say Abnormal. Abnormal, but that's Ab- not the film. Ab- film? Ab- abominable. Abominable. Yeah, that only got a five. And Gemini. Got a three. Which I'm not surprised at. That did look awful. Yeah, terrible. So um, hopefully better next week. Oh, it's interesting though because there's not been much publicity about Gemini Man. Like, I've not seen Will Smith on Graham Norton's couch or. No, that is true. So, do you think they knew it was bad? Um, no, because let's face it, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on his couch next week for Terminator: Dark Fate, and no one's holding out much hope for that. But you've not seen it yet. It, every, every day, day is Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Very true. Thank you. Uh, now you spoke before we started this. Seems like a long time. <laughs> you've ago, started now. I shall finish. Um, about re-reviewing a film. Yes. Don't tell me you've watched something. I was about. To, we, I was about to say let's re-review. Sorry. Hang on, before we do that, You're playing footsie. Are you on a death. sun lounger over <laughs> no, there? No, I'm just. You couldn't be any more stretched out if you possibly tried. It's because I want to sit back. In a more relaxed pose, right. because that gives a more relaxed speech. Does it? But the table's low, the chair's low, it's got a bad back. Apparently, I have to have this microphone almost up my nostril <laughs> before you can hear me speak. So I'm slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, now. sorry, I just kicked you. I do yeah, apologise. But I'm anyway, gonna, yeah. I'll put my legs this way. Okay, there you go. Um, now, I was going to say that it's a re-review of it, but yep. then I realised I don't watch films. Um, so it's my first time... Yeah, you watched Aladdin. ...seeing Aladdin. This is the Will Smith version. The Will Smith Aladdin. Now, I missed the first... 10 minutes, I think? The adverts didn't play. Um, but... Why did you miss the first 10 minutes? I was cooking dinner. What were you watching it on? Uh, TV. So, 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 so you so, can rewind it? Yeah, I know, but Amy's family were watching it, and then we, but we were cooking our dinner. Yeah, but don't they know who you are? What do you mean? Wouldn't they have rewound it for you? No, because I didn't want them to, you know, go back. Oh, crap. So, yeah. Um, I will say this. I will say many things. Oh, God, okay. I will say that I don't like Friend Like Me. His version of it. I think, A, it's just so iconic of Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think him as a genie in that bit just didn't look right. There's right. something at too much CGI. I know I'm normally one to back CGI's corner, but just don't think it worked. Okay. Um, but after that, mm-hmm. he didn't annoy me as the, ge- the, ge- the, the, the genie. I think he worked very well. He did it his yeah. own way. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked really nicely. So you liked so it? I, I actually liked it. I yes, enjoyed it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I think I remember my review at the time was favourable. I think you were. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't like Friend Like Me. I just think because I've seen that's the only... But then there was nothing wrong with it. It's just no, because you just remember his, Robin Williams yeah, doing exactly. it. So there's nothing wrong no, with it. No, no, no. It. It's just his version of it. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I thought, yeah, really good. Good. And they twisted the end of it as well. Because in the film... Um, the genie still has some of his genie powers, if I remember rightly, in the animated I one. I cannot remember, but in this one, in he, this one he doesn't. No. And do you think they will go on to make the second Aladdin in the live? Uh, live? They, they will now because Aladdin has taken over a billion oh, dollars well, at the box there office. We go. So, because yes, there was a lot of hints at like, oh, he'll never come out of the lamp again. <laughs> and... Oh, yes. something. And it's like, well, that all happens in number two. Yes. Well, but then it did work as a standalone. Yes. If there wasn't another one, no, it, it would work fine. But they left the door open because I don't think they were expecting it to take a billion no. dollars. And it's done really well. But it'll so. be, I think Aladdin 2 will work better than Aladdin. Of course, there was an animated Aladdin 2. There was. Jafar's Revenge. Yeah, straight exactly. To straight to DVD. Yes. But Robin Williams wasn't in no. 2. He came back for 3 because they'd had an argument. If right. I remember rightly, I didn't know he came back for three either. Yeah, he okay. did. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think it was officially three. I think it was a shorter Christmas holiday one. Okay. Um, but he came back for it anyway. Um, so I think two will work better. A because people won't remember it, so they might think it's just a brand new story. Yes. Which might give them some <clears> bad publicity. <throat> but yeah. and you see, the reason it works, whereas Lion King doesn't. So they changed it. Is be- well, no, they didn't really change it. They, but they did. They didn't carry on. I'll come to my bit in a minute. Yeah, because I wasn't going to say anything about that. No, what are you going to say, Duncan? Tell me, I'm listening. <laughs> Because it's the, the animated films with people in, mm. kids like to imagine they're the prince or they're the princess. What would it be like if I was? Yeah. So the live action, it's like, oh, this is what it's like if real people did it. You see what I mean? Yeah, no, Whereas I the do. animated animal ones, 
but you then, weren't thinking again that. and it's something we didn't mention in the main program we should mention it mm-hmm. um, in a minute stop pointing uh, sorry go um, is that animated animals just doesn't look right no. it just doesn't work well, no, they, they look right they, they look just wonderful don't, but they, when they start but they opening their mouth yeah, where is in Aladdin where Princess Jasmine's tiger yes. doesn't talk no quite believable yes. as actually is that an actual tiger yes. and I thought the CGI was actually rather good on that I don't know if they did motion capturing or anything I think it was a real tiger do <laughs> you think yes. so good um, and again I don't think Aladdin, um, the genie CGI in the rest of the film was that bad no um, it was a good film it was yeah it, it was, was alright perfectly right. enjoyable film but talking of animated animals yes Doctor Doolittle trailer was released we didn't talk about we the Doctor didn't. Doolittle we do trailer it now. did we no. it looks absolutely terrible doesn't it not I'm sort of, I don't want to go in because I will get a lot of stick if I go, oh, this film looks terrible because, and my other half did do this. Oh, well, you won't like this film because it's got talking animals in it. It's not the talking animals no. I object to. No, because I think they're going to be made to be slightly more comical. That's what I've thought. His accent. What is it? What the flaming hell is that? <laughs> is it I've British? I've played it two or three times and I can't, it's supposed to be English. But he's all over the shop with that. I don't know what it is. And it just looked cheesy. It doesn't look great. I mean, it has been delayed for over a year. I was going to say, they started filming this in 2017. Yes, this has been delayed for over a year. This is another film that Toby might have been cut out I was going to say, that is the main thing about we're wondering, is Toby actually in this film? But I just think it looks awful. Have they said why it's been such a long delay? Is it because of... I think it was rewrites and reshoots. I think they they know they've got a turkey on their hands. Oh. And the poster looks terrible. The poster looks like Sherlock Holmes meets Noah's Ark. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is coming straight out of Iron Man and going into and what is going to be, you know, publicises another big film. I, well, it should have been because this should have come out before Avengers. Yeah, exactly. But do you think they waited until after Avengers for it to come out? Do you think no, that's one no, of the ones? No, no, it's 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 problems with the actual problems. film. They've been reshooting and doing all sorts of stuff. They've changed the name of it as well. It's just yes, Doolittle now. Doolittle, yeah. Was it the Journey of Animals or something before? The, the Incredible Journey of Doctor Doolittle, Doolittle or something now. Yeah. Um, yes. So. I mean, that's opening it up to terrible criticism. <laughs> do little. Well, he did. <laughs> he did, exactly. You know, that's the review. So, um, yes, it looks terrible. It could terrible. be a surprise, though. It could be and, a surprise. you know, it could have a silver lining of Toby being in it. It could, but I I, I wasn't impressed. No. Whereas Jungle Cruise... <gasps> oh, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. Before you give your review, you're biased going into this because you love The Rock. I love The Rock, but the last film he was in, I slated. No, that is true. So I'm fair and biased. I ha- I'm fairly biased. You are. I have two problems with the trailer. Yes. One, it looks like the mummy. Well, no, that no. So actually, I only have one problem with that. Okay. It's because the Pirates of the Caribbean, because all the Disney films share their. Yes. So I had a notification go, Pirates of the Caribbean have put a new video. I'm like, what? They're doing another one? And then it, it's got a kind of piratey, th- the opening bit feels like Tatuga. Well, yes, but then it's based on a ride. So, yeah. you know, but it just looks like fun. It looks brilliant. It? It, looks it looks really, really fun. good. And it is a mixture of The Mummy and Indiana Jones. Yes. Even what, the logo is Indiana Jones. Yes. But what's not to love about that? Emily Blunt and The Rock. Mary Poppins. And Jack Whitehall. Yeah. What's, what's not to what's love? What's not to love? I think, I think it does it really good. Yes. I'm looking forward to when does that come out? Uh, I think that's January, February uh, time. What? Not one of my top 10 films of this year. No, but before that, of course, you got The Rock in the new Jumanji. Oh, and that which comes does, out. Is that out Christmas on streaming time. sites yet? What the first one? Yeah, uh, it must be somewhere. Because I have find it for you. Thank you. I need to watch it. I'll find. Because I do you. want to watch. You've never seen it? No, I haven't. No. It's hilarious. Exactly. Um, I would like to watch that. Um, You'll like it. Yeah, I know. It's I just big, never got around. It's a big I'm, surprise. I'm a very busy man. I know you mm. think you are. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, um. So hopefully we'll have a better week next week with hopefully, films because yeah. we've got um, Armaged- Farmageddon, Farmageddon. Sean the Sheep Adventure. Question. Tell me what you think about me. Thank you. Uh, do you think that will be better or worse than da 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 Dora? Uh, up, up there with it. Do you? I like the first Sean the Sheep. Do you? It's aimed at a completely different audience. It's aimed at at least five years younger than right, Dora. Right, okay. So this is aimed at really, really small children. Small but the first Sean the Sheep film was hilarious. And you know. With no dialogue. Uh, no, that's true. No, it's very an hour and a half film with no dialogue, and it was laugh out loud funny. Um, but then the people that make Shaun the Sheep, Hardman, you know, they normally they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So we've got that. 
we have uh, Maleficent 2, Mistress of Evil. I can't remember if I liked the first one or not. It I didn't feels like an age since it's it came out. It's got good reviews from the first screenings that it's had. It's had some good reviews. When did the first one come out? Uh, about three years ago, wow. I think. Uh, what else was out next week? I don't know. If only we'd just done a show. Hang on. There, was two other th- there were two other things because I remember telling you about them. Oh, why don't you listen to me? I mean, it's been 22 minutes since we finished. I'll tell you, shall I? 2000. What? Zombieland Double Tap. Sounds like so, an app. So the second Zombieland. And Official Secrets, the film about the Iraq War and Tony Blair and George Bush with Matt Smith and Kiera Knightley. Has this had some mad reviews? It's got some good reviews so far. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maleficent, when did you think that came out? 2014. Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. So it's, they've waited five years. Which is good because, you know... Uh, out of Disney's book that is, you know, we'll bring out a sequel next year. Yeah. So that's quite good for them. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to for next week. Will uh, you be here? Or uh, is, it, is next week the week you're not here? No, that's the 28th. That's so the I'm after. two weeks' time I'm not here. Okay, where mm. are you? Um, mm, making something up. Where am I next week? Oh, Kinky Boots. I'm in Milton Kings. Week, week two weeks' time, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Kinky oh, Boots. And Milton Kings. Oh, I wonder if you're like that. Um, <laughs> different cast, different production. Okay, could be terrible. Well, not different production, just different cast. Different cast. It'll be very good. Okay, but you'll be here next. You week. can't go wrong, Kinky Boots. I, I will be here next week. Yeah. Excellent. Look forward to it. I mean, I might be not here the week after though, because you know, might have won some awards then. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Don't, don't care. No. Yeah, okay. No. Don't care. Don't want to hear uh, about it. Uh, well, say goodbye then. Bye. Uh, uh, oh, hi, Dave. Oh, hi, Dave. Hi to Dave. Can you have a word with your son, Dave? Yeah, he's B- very... His timekeeping is his, appalling. A, his timekeeping is appalling. And B, he needs to come up with better excuses for not being here. Yes. Oh, and hi to Shona. Hi, uh, Shona. She's been listening to the podcast, and she said what you should do at the start of every show is explain who everybody is. Because she said... Because she's not listening every oh, week. Oh, OK. She didn't know who Luke, Toby, and Mason were. Oh. So, you know, we, you? we assume everyone's listening every That's week. True. But we've got... Thousands of new listeners <laughs> joining us every week, so maybe we should. Okay. A little bit of a we, little bit of a. Should we do it at the end for now? A little bit if of a you, CV. Okay. So Duncan, tell me about you. Uh, I am uh, a know-it-all uh, and a misery guts. Luke is uh, a, middle-aged, a woman. middle-aged woman with nasty facial hair for a middle-aged woman. Mason is. Is that a compliment? No. Uh, Mason is always there, and uh, Toby. Annoying. Or not Toby. He's just annoying. Yeah. He looks like he's come off the scene of Greece. He's got a great voice. He's too attractive. Uh, he's just too cool for school, and uh, I can't stand him. No. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. I like you. Obviously, yeah. I like Dave. Dave. And Michelle. I want to say it was Michelle. I want to say it's Dave yeah. and Michelle. And he has a sister as well, but I can't remember what her name was. Dolores. I'm going to call her. <laughs> just the, Dolores Stubbs. Dolores. Oh, that's quite <gasps> nice. Stephanie Stubbs. Stephanie. No, I prefer Dolores. Steph Stubbs. Steph Stubbs. No, I quite like that's that. silly. No. Dolores, I like. Okay. Dorian. I should call him Stubby. Do you know what? Do you know what a Stubby is in Australia? No, but it's tell me. It's the thing that you you put your can of beer in, like a sleeve that your can oh, of okay. beer goes in that keeps it cool. Oh, that's cool. Called a Stubby holder. <laughs> that's quite <coughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Dave, Michelle, Steph, Steph, or Dolores. Talk to you next talk week. Talk to you next week. Shona. We will, Shona will introduce people at yes. the start of the show. Does she want serious introductions or can we make them up each week? I'm not sure. Because, you know, we could mention the fact that we are dancers. That's true. We, okay. you've, what have you got again? Uh, three years of contemporary dance at RADA. And I've got three years of ballet. That's right, yes. yes. Good. I'm going now. Uh, I've got I'm, to limber up for a performance yeah. at the old Vic. Oh, what are you performing tonight? Uh, Giselle and Oleander. <laughs> What's that about? It's uh, a love story between Giselle and Oleander. Oh. Ends with ending death and destruction. <laughs> Sounds a bit like a lot Ro- of fake blood involved. Sounds a bit like Romeo and Juliet. Kind of like that, yeah. but it's Giselle and Lo- Oleander. <laughs> okay, all right, that's nice. Um, and why Oleander? Because you're worth it. Right, it's close to what Oreal. Not really. Goodbye then. Bye. You've been listening to a podcast from Wickham Sound. To find out more, head to wickhamsound.org.uk.